Welcome to the Inspire to Invest podcast, where we're sharing stories from real estate investors and how investing has changed their lives. Hey, everybody. Serena Holmes here, host of the Inspire to Invest podcast. Now, this is my inaugural episode, and I'm actually not going to be interviewing anyone for today because I actually wanted to share why I've decided to start this podcast and also give you a little bit of information about me and share my journey as a real estate investor. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I ran a brand experience agency for 18 years called Tigris Events. And that's actually how I was introduced to the concept of real estate investing. But to go back a little bit further, my entire approach to real estate really initially came down to stability and security. I bounced around a lot as a child. In fact, I moved more than 12 times before I ended up buying my own primary residence. So I lived with my parents. They split up when I was four years old. I bounced back and forth between my parents, an aunt and uncle, an ex-boyfriend. I literally moved all over the place. So when I started working with Tigris, my entire focus was literally to save up enough money to have my own home, that I could call my own and I wouldn't be a burden on anyone. Now, as you can appreciate, if you're running a business, especially at a young age, there's a lot that you don't know. And I started coaching about eight years in because I figured I was winging it. I'm sure there's plenty I had to learn. And I had a coach that looked at my finances and said, you know what? You literally have more money than you need to operate with. Most businesses operate on only three months. I had over a year and a half of retained earnings in the bank. And the way that I looked at that at that point in time was that I could cover any expense, no matter what happened. She gave me the courage and the confidence to start investing. And I tried to be, you know, as careful as possible. So I was comfortable to leave between six and eight months of operating costs in the business. And at the time I went to get my pre-approval, you know, I wanted to buy a rental property. I really didn't know anything about real estate investing. And at the time I only qualified for about $300,000. Now, That doesn't sound like a lot, but this is back around 2012. And I tried to figure out what I could do next. And then I decided maybe I could consider a short-term rental in Florida. The dollar was par for probably the first time in my lifetime. And I could actually buy a rental property for just over $100,000. So I ended up going down in April of 2013 and we saw a number of different properties and we ended up landing one in a golf course community. In fact, it was overlooking a beautiful lake on the golf course in the country club, I was able to buy it for $127,000. And we kept that as a short-term rental for four years. Now, what I didn't know was that seniors and snowbirds would really only want to come down from January to March. Now, at that time, our realtors had said, you know, you'll have this booked all about eight or nine weeks of the year. And it actually ended up being a little bit the opposite. We had it always booked January to March. And only if we were lucky would we book it at any other time of the year. So it was actually vacant. We were lucky to kind of cover operating costs at that point in time. And really where I made my money after four years when I decided to sell it was on the exchange. The dollar is now $1.37 to one. Um, And in addition, the market had gone up a little bit. So I basically was able to double my investment during the four years that I own the property. Now, after I sold it, I just didn't know what to do next. And I held onto the money for a while and my business started staffing events with a real estate education company. I didn't know a lot about what they did. The events were actually in Texas and Florida, even though they were a local business here in Ontario. And there was someone from HGTV who was kind of at the helm. And I, I, again, I just didn't really know what they had to offer, but I started to see some information on the wealth tour coming to Toronto and I decided to check them out. 
So I ended up going through their system, which was kind of the one hour where they start talking about all these different approaches to real estate investing, how you could be earning passive income. And obviously the whole point is that they give you a taste. They don't give it all away. So I, of course, I signed up for their three-day seminar. I think it was $1,000 and I went to it with a friend of mine. We were kind of like the bad kids at the back and we weren't really paying attention the way that we should have. But at the end of that weekend, uh, basically they introduced the membership, which at that time there was two levels. So 25,000 and 35,000. So still a pretty significant amount of money. And I knew that I just couldn't sign on the dotted line without doing some more due diligence. So I basically went to Facebook, LinkedIn, and I was ultimately trying to find members that were not highly paid commissioned consultants that could basically validate and verify that this would be a good investment. And I found someone who turned out to be the mother-in-law of one of my staff, go figure. And she really gave me that extra push and said it would be worth it as long as I was ready to take action. And in her case, she started with nine doors with them and five years later had over 54. Now she's into land development, capital raising and all kinds of things. So she's done very, very well, but she gave me that little push. I ended up signing up. I went to their investor summit and things kind of started exploding from there. I bought two pre-construction properties, one that I decided to keep and tenant in Edmonton. The other was in Langley, BC that I planned to sell an assignment when it was completed. On the personal side, I had a very large home equity line of credit, and I put that into a few syndicated mortgages as well as a land development deal. So I could start earning some passive income and also through the TFSA, some long-term wealth that I could grow within my tax-free savings account. So I kind of got the ball rolling. I started talking to a friend of mine and she said, you know what, you should really speak to my mortgage broker. I've done a lot of private lending with him. And in fact, I make more money as a private lender than I do from my business. So obviously this intrigued me because she had done quite well for herself and I was also in business for myself. So the problem with a service-based business is that you're only making money as much as you're working. Now, at this point in time, for me personally, I was looking to start a family. It had been a bit of a long road, but I knew at some point I'd wanna take a little bit of a step back from my business and I wanted to have some passive income to support myself so I could really leave as much retained earnings as I could during that period of time. I started working with our mortgage broker. I think I dedicated $100,000 towards uh, a few private loans. And I literally made enough money that I could actually cut my payback for my business in half the year before I had my daughter. I had my daughter in December of 2019. And three months later, COVID happened. Now, as you can appreciate, can't really run events during a pandemic when everyone is in lockdown. So I had to make some very, very difficult decisions. I had almost 10 team members working with me full-time. I had over 2000 part-time across the country. And I literally basically had to let my entire team go except for one person. And I only really kept her because I needed to make sure that we could scale up when business was allowed to operate again. We had over three to $400,000 of booked business disappear in a week. We had over a million dollars in our pipeline disappear overnight. And you can imagine this was very challenging. It was very scary. So instead of just cutting my payback, I stopped taking money out of the company completely because I wanted to make sure that I could have something to come out of on the other end. And at this point, there was so much uncertainty of the pandemic. No one knew it was really going to happen. So I was able to really depend on private lending and I was able to ramp it up enough to support my lifestyle throughout the two years of the pandemic. And at the beginning of last year, 
I took a look at my finances and I realized, you know, I have a lot of extra money still in my home equity line. I could be making so much more. And I reached out to the community that I'm part of full of very active real estate investors. And one woman actually reached out to me and she gave me a list of all the people that she felt like were, were very reputable and she trusted that I could go and potentially place funds with. I went through that process and ended up ramping it up. I think I did 26 deals last year or something like that. And I literally was able to triple my income over the span of the year, just by diversifying as much as possible by working with a number of different companies and as well, different borrowers, um, just to basically supplement my income and not only supplement my income, give myself the financial freedom and time that I wouldn't have otherwise had. Now, going back to my business, I had actually tried to sell it three weeks before COVID happened. So at that time, like I said, I just had my daughter. And when she was two months old, the girl that I'd promoted and trained to be my mat leave replacement, who had had for six years, resigned. And I kind of freaked out. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So I hired a mergers and acquisitions company. They valued the company. They even lined up a buyer. And then we went into lockdown. So again, you can't run events during a lockdown. So it was very, very difficult to actually sell the business when there was so much uncertainty and things happening. So all of this continued over the span of a couple of years. And then the one employee that I had actually kept through resigned for a new opportunity at the beginning of last year. So I got a mutual release and I spoke to a dozen agencies in Toronto and I had the business sold within two weeks and it closed two weeks after that. So this allowed me to focus on real estate full-time. I also got my license to be a realtor. I signed up about three months into the pandemic because again, Nobody really knew what was going to happen. So I wanted to make sure that no matter what, I had something to fall back on. Yes, I had all of the passive income, but I also had to consider my career. And if I wasn't going to be able to run my agency anymore or coming out of it, I didn't really want to be running it anymore, then obviously I wanted to figure out my next steps. Throughout this journey, I've had the chance to connect to so many real estate investors <clears throat> through the original organization that I joined that has literally over 3,000 across Canada and the States. I also joined a mastermind last year with about 70 other real estate investors. And now I've also joined another one, uh, just trying to learn as much as I can about land development and multifamily and even investing in the States. And through all of this, what I found is that I've been so inspired by all the stories about how people found real estate investing, why they decided to take a chance, and literally how it transformed their lives, the lives of other people around them, people in their family and people that they're close to. And with that said, I decided to start this podcast, Inspired to Invest. I really want people to understand that it doesn't matter what your background is. You don't even need to have any money. You can use other people's money and your network is your net worth. And through that, I think there's just so many inspiring stories that have to be told. So welcome to inspire to invest. I hope you find the stories from all of these real estate investors as inspiring as I found them to be. Stay tuned every Wednesdays for a new episode and make sure that you're following on social at inspired to invest podcast. And if you like what you've just seen, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at Serena Holmes Realtor for episodes of this podcast and everything related to real estate. Thanks and have a great day. The views represented on this podcast are for general information only and does not constitute investment or other professional advice or an offering of securities. 
The host and guests featured on Inspire to Invest make no representations as to the performance of any particular investment. Should you decide to make an investment, you are responsible for conducting your own review and analysis. It is recommended that you obtain independent legal, accounting, and tax advice from licensed professionals.